Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, and welcome to the exciting, colorful, and sometimes bizarre world of Argentine tango. On this show, we'll be meeting tango instructors, event organizers, and musicians. They are a fascinating bunch of people, and it'll be a great time. I'm your host, Joe Yang, and thank you very much for joining us. My guest today is a professional cellist based out of Washington, D.C. He performs with the group Da Capo Tango, which brings a lot of great energy to the D.C. tango scene. He also arranges the group's music. He studied at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music and went on to get his master's at the University of Wisconsin School of Music. In 2014, he organized the Mad City Live Tango Festival, which integrated tango instruction by Homer and Christina Ladas with the live music group Cuarteto Tanguero. He has performed with tango music legends such as Julian Peralto, Pablo Ziegler, Pablo Aslan, and many others. And with me now is Maxfield Wallam Fisher. Max, great to have you on the show, and thanks for being here. Excellent to be here, Joe. It's yeah. good, to, good to talk to you again. Yeah, it's good to hear your voice. Now, before I begin, I just want to uh, tell the viewers that Max was one of my tango students while he was studying here in Madison, and I've been yes, having a true. fun time following his awesome workout in D.C. I'm honored. <laughs> I did spend uh, I did spend a lot of time in a basement trying to get Ocho Cortadas right with you. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> among, among many other moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was fun, man. So it, was, yeah. it was really good fun. Okay, so Max, let's just jump right into things. So how did you stumble upon tango music? What was it what was it about tango music that grabbed you? Everything. <laughs> I feel I you know, great, I grew up in Wisconsin in, mm-hmm. in Lacrosse and I'm I'm a cellist and tango the music itself, it's has all of everything I like about music. It has these deep sort of driving rhythms and bass lines that you grow up playing as a cellist and it has some of these fantastic melodies and a lot of contrast and while I didn't necessarily grow up listening to it all of those I think were musical elements that I lived for Mm. and so when I first heard it really I mean you ask most a lot of musicians how Mm. they got into tango and most of them will cite Piazzolla as sort of an entry drug Mm -hmm. and as a kid growing up as a cellist everyone in your family gives you yo-yo ma cds for christmas <laughs> and your birthday all the time you know yeah and <laughs> so i someone it might have even been my parents gave me yo-yo ma's piazzola cd when i was in yes. high school mm-hmm. and i ranked it as like my favorite cd of you know all time mm-hmm. it was that and then like some bluegrass and some beatles and then all the rest of classical music okay in college then in indiana which is sort of it's the largest music school in the world mm-hmm. um so they have a lot of different things that are going on there uh, my junior year i had always wanted to play tango and I vaguely knew there was a Latin American music department there Okay. and I fell in sort of on a whim with the Latin American popular music ensemble uh-huh. and that particular semester there was a whole lot of tango going on mm-hmm. there was a tango, little tango festival happening outside of the university and uh, Hector Del Corto, Pablo Ziegler mm-hmm. were there among other folks and I fell in with that and that was the beginning of the end i mean wow it (laughs) It was a great way to start Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean they needed a cellist and i sort of walked in front of them more or less and (laughs) daniel stein who you've you've talked to before yeah since very quickly became one of my my closest friends Mm -hmm. just sort of grabbed me and was like yo 
we need you. Please, please hang out. And at awesome. the same time, I was 10 years younger and way less from Latin America than everyone else who was, <laughs> I was played with. So they gently uh, but firmly suggested I go to some dance classes, and mm-hmm. I happily obliged. I had been interested in doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. And so within the month that I started playing tango, I was going to tango classes through the, the university down in in Bloomington in Indiana. Nice. So what was it like to learn how to dance? It was really fun. Coming out of a small community mm-hmm. in the really caring about the music, mm-hmm. I had early teachers who really emphasized the simplicity of walking and things. And I wasn't in a larger city where people were doing more showy moves. Mm-hmm. That I, I had no motivation to try to do that early on. Uh-huh. And... So I loved just going to classes and listening to music and you know, walking to it. That cool. was extremely satisfying. All right. Yeah. And in a small community, everyone is welcoming because you have to, you have to be always working to get more dancers in order to have anyone to, to right. dance to or a community. Yeah. And so it was, it was really exciting. Nice. So what was your first dance like at a Malanga? I don't know if I remember my first dance at a Malanga because the border between a class, a practica, and a Malanga mm-hmm. in that particular moment in time was not very present. So okay. there were sort of teaching Malangas almost. And I, I do remember a couple dances. I remember my first dance actually in the first class I went to okay. in practice position. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun. Yeah. And I remember after, so this festival happened. It was mm-hmm. called the Zero Hour Tango Festival. And it was, you know, uh, Sandra uh, Luna was there from Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. And uh, actors, uh, Hector Del Curto, Pablo Ziegler came in from, mm-hmm. from New York. You know, Pablo Ziegler has played with uh, Piazzolla. He just, the two of them just won a Grammy in the Latin jazz category this yeah. year. Wow. And it was, it was very overwhelming. And I was just so excited. And Hector is married to Jisoo. Um, a cellist and a phenomenal tango musician, oh. so that was inspiring. Mm-hmm. And it was also the, that weekend festival was my 21st birthday. Yeah. And so the last <laughs> night I turned midnight. I turned 21 at midnight. Yeah. After the concert, and I didn't know this was going to happen, but they put down, made me put down my cello, which I didn't want to do because it was crowded at this malanga where mm-hmm. we were about to play. The local group was about to play, which is what I was playing with. And mm-hmm. Fernanda and Guillermo were Guillermo were also part of this festival performing and teaching Fernanda nice. Gigi, Jermo Merlo. Yeah, yeah. And so Pablo Ziegler and the, the bunch of these people played me Happy Birthday Tango Variations oh. while uh, Fernanda danced me around the floor. And, you know, she, she <laughs> she's a ta- talented performer, to say the yes. least. So <laughs> it was it was incredible. That, that All of that happened, you know, within my first two months of of being a part of tango so it's wow. this whirlwind entry into into this world wow yeah that's a really fun story wow within two months that's great yeah, that's great. yeah. <laughs> gotta remember that not that i deserved life. it for, for being a good dancer <laughs> or anything but i just happened to be in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. i mean i'm not i'm not one to talk about you know fate or destiny or anything but certainly the elements of my life that i liked Mm-hmm. And that I worked for kind of aligned there to give me an entry into something that wow. was definitely an art genre that would click with me. Awesome. awesome. So then, then mm-hmm. I finished college 
and yeah. realized if I wanted to do all these things, I really needed to spend more time practicing skills that mm-hmm. could do it with integrity, you know. Yeah. And I, I also, I had some physical things in my music um, that I needed to work out, some tension and pain and things. Mm-hmm. So I, I made my way back to Wisconsin mm-hmm. to study with a teacher at the University of Wisconsin who was a Feldenkrais practitioner and uh, a movement kind of specialist, and I did a lot of work with that. Mm-hmm. And that's where I met you. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, uh, I lived in an apartment maybe four blocks from the music school, mm-hmm. and halfway between the music school and my apartment was a grocery store and the studio where you were teaching tango. Right. So everything was very convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And turns out I couldn't just practice scales for two years. Mm-hmm. I... I needed more tango, so that's when I started my first tango group as well. Which <laughs> awesome. You awesome. Yeah. Very, very helpful. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was good times. Good times. Yeah, so it's kind of kind of sticking to your your study of tango music. I mean, you worked with some really um, amazing people under their mentorship. So, what's some really good or memorable advice that you've gotten from some uh, from them in terms of developing your musical skills? Oh, that's a good question. The first time I went to a tango rehearsal, mm-hmm. I was really excited. Okay. And the music was not as technically difficult as any of the classical virtuosic pieces I was working on at the time. Mm-hmm. And, but I practiced it anyway. You know, I spent my time. I was super excited. Mm-hmm. And I got to the rehearsal, and I was completely lost. Oh, wow. I couldn't count to four. Mm-hmm. I literally didn't know where the beat was just because it had such a different lilt a different feeling than what i was used to oh. and i was i studied chamber music i lived mm-hmm. you know a small ensemble experience mm-hmm. and that was an extremely eye opening moment for me to realize how much i had to learn about being versatile in any kind of music in order to really connect with people mm-hmm. and later on i used to go to uh, there's a festival in Stowe, Vermont, a mm-hmm. music festival that Hector runs, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And he told this story. He was this, I'm telling his story here, but okay. you, that's, sure, that's sure. the advice part here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was a child virtuoso bandoneon player and wow. his family. He came from a family of bandoneon players. Mm-hmm. And in, I think, his, his teens, he'd won a competition, mm-hmm. national competition, to, to be able to play with Pugliese's orchestra. Mm. And he went to the orchestra and to the first rehearsal. And I mean, this dude, he lived tango. He grew up living, breathing tango. He, he knew tango. He mm-hmm. knew the lilt. And he still sat down and had no idea what was going on. Oh. And I thought, and he has more morals to that story. Maybe mm-hmm. he can tell you sometime. But that was inspiring to me on two fronts. One, I felt better by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And two, I realized just how deep into tango you can go, how many different sides mm-hmm. to it there are, and, and how much there is to learn. Mm-hmm. And then, sort of in terms of looking for one piece of advice, I feel mm-hmm. as a dancer, you know that as many classes and things that you take, right. so much of tango is about the experience of doing it yeah. endlessly in milongas, practicas, and classes. Mm-hmm. And the music is the same way. It has to we study really specifically how these different people create articulations with their bow and how you arrange things in various styles and where you find new and exciting things to do and mm-hmm. to live in that tradition. 
at the end of the day, the most I've learned there had been just spending time with these musicians, with the recordings, mm -hmm. listening to it, playing with them, and then also, you know, drinking mate, having a Fernand Coke, you know, <laughs> all on all sides of that to really yeah. get into 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 the culture and the the, the feeling, the sentiment of how it works. Mm, okay, good. Yeah, getting into the culture of it's not just like you said, practicing and showing up, you know, it's, it's immersing yourself in all elements. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's one of the places I think that tango is, is one of the reasons that tango sustains as an art form mm -hmm. is that it is this rich sort of full culture. You have mm -hmm. going back a hundred years, this central participatory core where people come mm -hmm. together and they dance and listen to the music and, mm -hmm. Musicians are a part of it, whether they're recorded or not. Mm -hmm. And from that, we've seen many amazing virtuosic strains and different things develop. You see mm -hmm. music that's not remotely meant for dancing, but clearly tango and clearly awesome mm -hmm. uh, develop going back as early as Gardel, you know. Yeah. And you see stage dancing and, and beautiful things that are created there. Mm -hmm. The poetry, I mean, even like, you know, the fashion, the shoes, all of these things. Yeah. And then uh, contribute to this really rich culture that mm -hmm. has been able to maintain its, its core participation and also allow the freedom for so many different subcultures to develop. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so while you were in Madison, uh, you started mm -hmm. this group called Istmo Tango Trio, which was <laughs> super did. fun. I loved how you described <laughs> it. I remember you said, you know, we're this, we're this scrappy little group, and it was just so fun to have you at, at a lot of our events. And now you are in D.C., you are part of this wonderful group, Da Capo Tango. I've seen the, some of the videos on Facebook. Really cool. So between Istmo Tango and to where you are now, you know, your skills as a musician, arranger, band leader, how has that evolved? Tell us some of the adventures of yeah. uh, what you've been through. A lot. It's evolved a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Scrappy is, 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 is a good word. I think back to that. I, I knew so little about tango mm -hmm. when, when we started that. And being in Madison, I really had the luxury to experiment in that small community. Any small community has its politics and good times on that front, but basically everyone mm -hmm. was really supportive in that city of the idea of live music. Yeah. And we all knew each other from dancing and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was allowed to experiment with different kinds of arrangements, different kinds of programming. To I was allowed to watch the dance floor while I played a really slow piazzolla tune that I would never in a million years the program for dancers now yeah. and see how they struggled, you know, in, a, in the best of ways, right? Right, right? And and get their feedback afterwards. And then I feel like a lot of my development mirrors a lot of what's been going on in the United States with, since I started that group, mm -hmm. there have been three festivals that have developed for musicians mm -hmm. in the summertime. Uh, where musicians are exchanging resources, they're meeting each other and learning a huge amount from each other. And we've seen, I think, the level of tango music, live music in this country grow mm. substantially in the last four years mm. as a result of this uh, coming together of musicians. Mm. In the, on the, the East Coast, you have uh, Stowe in Vermont. Mm -hmm. uh, I work with the Indiana Festival Tango 
Tangara Festival in, in Indiana, and nice. then, of course, uh, the really large festival, Reed, which mm-hmm. is the one I haven't been to, and one of these days really need to make it out to yeah. out on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, people, tango is such a, even though we have recordings and we have lots of sort of documentation of the result of it, mm-hmm. the the pedagogy of tango is such a word of mouth kind of concept. There mm-hmm. aren't as, there are developing more and more books and resources for how to do it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's an experiential concept. So the more we're able to come together to bring in experts from Buenos Aires and, and around the world and, mm-hmm. and the more everybody benefits and people can also share ideas about how how to connect musicians to the dancers better and to make that a more fluid and productive mm-hmm. uh, relationship for everyone involved <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so that's that's the biggest thing i've seen i've grown immensely that way yeah. and I had, you know, East Motango. I lived in New York, or well, outside New York and Long Island for a year, mm-hmm. where I was able to participate in, in some of the, the culture there and mm-hmm. see how things were done. Some really fantastic musicians there, including the singer I still work with a lot, um, mm-hmm. Stratos Akvatis. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes down here. I go up there to visit him. And uh, then, then moving down here, seeing the community orchestra working uh, with with my group, the Capo Tango, mm-hmm. we've been around for a year and a half now or so. Yeah. Um, it always pulling in whatever new influences you can to make mm-hmm. it more exciting for everybody. Nice, nice. Now, while forming that group, the Capo Tango, uh, when you f- when you first got to know the other band members, were there any early indications that this was going to be a good group of people to work with? <laughs> Yeah, I I knew everybody before we started. Okay. I I'm actually honestly I met almost all the people in that group at summer festivals before I met oh, okay. them in BC. Okay. Okay. Um Patty our violinist, mm-hmm. she's awesome. I had met her at Stowe. She was a friend of an old roommate who had mm. nothing to do with tango. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a, a really stellar violinist um who works really hard. Mm-hmm. And she and I actually she she teaches in Maryland here and I, I work with her just on teaching small children how to play instruments as well. Mm-hmm. And Brett Lemley, one of my bandoneon players, he I had met at the Indiana mm-hmm. Festival. But like I said, he also runs the community tango orchestra here. Mm-hmm. And he's been a professional trumpet player for decades. So mm-hmm. he really understands playing, you know, swing music and playing for dancers and other things. So mm-hmm. he's a great collaborator. And I guess Annie Solera, she has, you know, traveled all over to all these festivals and things mm-hmm. as well and around the globe studying piano and bandoneon. And she started off as our pianist, um, mm-hmm. but that woman works insanely hard on her bandoneon oh, nice. and has just become this incredible player. So she then became, she came up through the, the community tango orchestra, actually, mm-hmm. that's how she got in into that and but she she's now we have two band neons which is just this awesome big sound that's great and she and brett really complement each other nicely mm-hmm. and uh, we brought on then valerie higgs who's a really cool pianist she also got in through the through the tango orchestra all of these people though even since this has started we were all for instance at indiana last summer and mm-hmm. everyone hops around to to meet other folks and play with other people mm-hmm. so cool yeah yeah 
So I remember when you first came to my class, I could tell before I before I even knew anything about you other than your name, I could tell right away that you were a very musical that you that you were a musician because it's from the way that you were you were moving. But that's just one of the things about uh, becoming a, a good tango dancer is connecting you know a lot of the technique and the skills that we know to music. So Max, mm-hmm. what are what advice do you have for some of the listeners? Because a lot of them are, are new to tango, they're just starting to get addicted. What advice do you have to them on how to become a more musical dancer from a musician's mm. perspective? That's a good question. Obviously I have a massive live music bias. But <laughs> mm-hmm. live music lives and breathes in a way that recordings can be a little bit more predictable. Yeah. Uh, that's that's an understatement. That's not exactly what I'm trying to say. But mm-hmm. having that connection there in your in the room with you makes you more aware of what's going on. Like mm-hmm. there's just this really greater sort of artistic connection that's going on between mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. So spending time around live music, I think, is great. Okay. Um, of course, you participated in that festival we did in Madison. Yeah, awesome festival. Uh, <laughs> with Homer and Christina Lattice with mm-hmm. Quarteto Tanguero yeah. and where we had live music in every workshop and the, mm-hmm. the band talked almost as much as Homer and Christina about about movement and, and motion. So going to musicality classes with teachers who can really break down the beat, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. For me, I think then at the end of the day, when you, when you go out to dance with somebody and you mm-hmm. make your connection with them, then you have to spend just as much as you spend some time, you know, Mm-hmm. shifting your weight with your partner, mm-hmm. you spend um, uh, that same time connecting with the music, shifting your weight with the music, becoming one sort of, that's cheesy to say, but <laughs> coming one sort of with the orchestra. Yeah. And I find, you know, I'm a professional musician, but a social dancer, you know, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily teach a lot of dance, but I, when I move, then I move because I've, settled in with the partner and with the music mm-hmm. and I don't try to force any emotion unless I have to get out of someone's way that <laughs> yeah. which is which is a fair thing I mean sure. and it can affect sure. when you get onto the floor and people are coming on behind you mm-hmm. sometimes you have to get out of the way and then sort of take a moment to mm-hmm. slow down and connect with all of that but moving starting from very little motion mm-hmm. and moving when you feel it's necessary and not being afraid to slow down and and stop and not having to hit every beat is yeah. important. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about your experience as a music teacher. So do you also teach tango music as well when you're with your music students? Some. Uh, okay. Not a huge amount with a lot of my, I have a lot of cello students who really want to learn Bach, you know. Okay. Or at least <laughs> two cellos and Lady Gaga or something. Okay. But, um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll do any of that. And so I, I definitely want want to bring more of them into tango. I've worked mm-hmm. with some tango, with some sort of chamber high school groups. Okay. And what I do certainly in then in the summertime when we're at, we're at, at Indiana, mm-hmm. which which where I work, mm-hmm. there I'll do more teaching and more coaching. Um, for instance, in the last year or two, I've worked with some of the more amateur mm-hmm. adult groups, and I've played with them and then coached the ensemble along with the the really cool folks we bring in, Julian mm-hmm. Peralta yeah. from from Argentina, and of course Ben Bogart and Daniel Stein, right. who are really phenomenal musicians and teachers. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and and we'll we'll also work. We all we all work on that together. So there are mm-hmm. different elements that we'll we'll bring to the table. I yeah. see. I'm really lucky as a cellist mm-hmm. because I get to play all of the string parts. I spend I learn <laughs> tango bass techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we've worked. We've learned from Pablo Aslan and all kinds of folks there. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really fun and really satisfying. And then I also can play about as high as anyone really wants to hear. Yeah. And I think in the larger tango orchestra, what I've seen both in contemporary orchestras mm-hmm. and traditionally is the cello really, it's been there since the 20s, mm-hmm. and it really is a part of more a part of the violin section than the bass section. Mm-hmm. Um, it participates in the bass section mm-hmm. when it wants to, but generally speaking, it's often playing the melodies an octave or two down from the first violin with mm-hmm. the other violins filling in the harmony in the middle. That's a, a very general statement. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great for me because I get to run the gamut of all of the sounds you can make on tango mm-hmm. short of, you know, maybe the piano. Yeah. And that is awesome. Yeah. I forget where I was going with that other than... No, that's all right. <laughs> that's great that's for all right. me. No, oh, no. I get to... Well, I get to learn from all these different people and it's highly, mm-hmm. you know, it's all highly applicable and I... Mm-hmm then I can share that with a lot of people too. Yeah. 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 So for any aspiring tango musicians who might be listening, any advice on, I guess advice might be too, too weak of a word, but uh, for people who want to get into becoming tango musicians, what kind of words of preparation would you have for them? Make, uh, make friends and spend time. Mm. No, don't be shy. There Mm. are, there is not a saturation of tango in the world. There's mm-hmm. not too much. And sometimes that can mean that when there are only one or two people in an area, they can be worried about mm-hmm. competition or something, but that's the opposite of what I've found to be effective. The The more tango there is, the more we all have a chance to play. Yeah. Um, so seek out help and just be a, as much a part of... A community as you can, whether that community is local or that community is national or international. Mm-hmm. Tango, since it's sort of, I don't know, obscure is the right word, but it's not as common. Mm-hmm. If you write to somebody a continent away because you heard their music and you have a question and you think it was great, mm-hmm. they're generally pretty happy to know that anyone has heard of them. You know, yeah. and, and they'll participate and, and write back, and you mm-hmm. can really learn a lot that way. Mm-hmm. Tango, we have the internet, we have the ability to network, and so anyone who's interested in tango, that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, I, I have a feeling that we're in a really exciting time. You know, dare I say, somewhat of a golden age? I don't know, but. But like you said, right now, a lot of these wonderful musicians are very accessible, and it might not be like that in, you know, in the next 20 years. Who knows? I mean, I'd like to think it's going to keep growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it seems to have a certain amount of staying power, but the ability to change is important as well, and mm-hmm. to you know, be with, meet people's evolving needs is important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, Max, so what future projects are you working on? My mother has the same question. Uh, <laughs> she she did not contact me before this interview, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have a little savings account labeled Trip to Argentina. All but, right. Uh, you know, I add to a little bit here and there, and I'd, I'd like to certainly spend some time there studying mm-hmm. with a lot of people who I've met, but, you know, to get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly going to Argentina is not the only way to you know, do tango, but it's 
it's a pilgrimage I think I definitely need to yeah. make. And there's so many resources there to learn. And I am interested in working... I like... Tango, for me, has a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. There is music you play for dancers, which I love. Obviously, mm-hmm. I spend many nights you know, on my own just going to milongas and dancing to the same music. Mm-hmm. And in our ensemble, we take that music and either really get into a particular arrangement from a particular orchestra mm-hmm. or really get into our particular spin on a certain tune in a way that's danceable. And we mm-hmm. really focus on that. Yeah. But at the same time... I also like a lot of the, there's so much from Piazzolla through um, Diego Schisi and Julian Peralta, there's so much music to be presented through concerts and uh, by working with, with stage dancers. So I'm really interested in that side of things as well, mm-hmm. putting together projects that really look at the whole of tango culture from mm-hmm. from the food to sitting at a dinner show to going out later and dancing. So I'm interested in in that kind of an experience. Hmm. What that means? Yeah. See? All right. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about, I just, I need, we need more musicians. We need more people to work with. So, Mm -hmm. like you said, we need uh, aspiring folks. Please get playing so we can, we can all work together. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I've yet to hear anybody who's regretted getting into tango music. <laughs> you know, everyone who's done it has been, wow, I, I used to be a jazz musician or I used to be a classical musician and I discovered tango and I'm, you know, that's that's my passion. So, cool. It's a good observation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Max. So where do we find more find out more about you online? Well, uh, I have been about to have a website for about five years here, so <laughs> you can Google Maxfield Wallam Fisher. Okay. There's not uh, a lot of me, mm-hmm. so that's easy to find. Uh, da Capo Tango, that's D-A-C-A-P-O Tango, Yep. has a Facebook page. You can search Da Capo Tango. Yep. Uh, that's like DC Tango. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Musician's joke there. <laughs> and, uh, and also, I have a radio show here in DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is uh, called Bienvenido al Tango, which I do with Phil Jones, and that also has a Facebook page. That's on Tacoma Radio. You can listen uh, okay. on Thursdays from 1 to 2 All right. TacomaRadio.org, or if you live in the D.C. area, it's 94.3 FM. Okay. We have a lot of fun. We listen to tango music and talk about it pretty much. Mostly okay. we, we do a lot of listening. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's sort of where we are right now. You can check out uh, the Tango Workshop if you go to workshop.moretango.org. Okay. That's in in Indiana, and that's a really great workshop. It's very personal, very it's it's small, and we really tailor every ensemble and every lesson towards individuals. So we have um, people definitely just getting into tango on the very amateur side through the professional side. Yeah. So that's a really really great place to, to keep an eye on great what's happening in the world as well great yeah I'll, I'll have all that information on our uh, on our show notes so people can just click on links and find out um, fantastic about, yeah. oh yeah and you can if you go uh, the bienvenido al tango mm-hmm. facebook page you can look for it's a, sort of a long facebook name but bienvenido al tango mm-hmm. w-o-w-d l-p tacoma radio is the facebook page and there you can find archived versions of that show all right Um, if you're into the tango podcast concept yeah you have all kinds of stuff that happens there cool it's more of a music listening kind of a show than the interviews that we're we're doing here yeah 
Yeah, good. Hey, something for everyone. I'm glad all the uh, all these genres are being touched upon in the uh, audio world. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a little more cutting edge than we are, I think. But <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> the podcast concept is slightly more contemporary. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Max. It's awesome catching up with you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, Joe, you're... it's been been too long i look forward to the next time i yeah, see you and definitely um we'll keep up with what you're doing uh again you are on this journey i just want to be able to catch you while you're on this journey before you become world famous and i uh, won't be able to have access to you anymore so <laughs> oh you'll always have access <laughs> okay max we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes yeah all right well thanks so much <laughs> yeah on the off chance that uh yeah, yeah. local tango musician becomes more famous well hey keep you, you never know you never know cool all right max keep doing what you're doing out Absolutely. there Absolutely. hear from you you too joe awesome talking to you yep all right all right Okay, it's always fun getting in touch with former students, and it's been exciting to follow a passionate young musician like Max and to see him grow. We touched upon a number of subjects, but one thing that stuck out in my mind was something Max said about learning tango, in his case, tango music. He mentioned how he practiced and prepared a piece that he was going to be performing with the group, and the music didn't seem technically difficult, and although he took it seriously, he had trouble, at first anyways, and had to really adjust. There was a lot more to tango music than the notes on the page, and Max figured out that in order to be a good tango musician, you also have to have an understanding of the culture and mentality behind tango music. He said that tango isn't just practice, it has to be experienced. And the same holds true of dancing. We can take classes and do technique exercises, and all of that's helpful, but to move our tango forward, we need to experience the culture of tango, to get a taste of that tango lifestyle, because in a way, it is a lifestyle, and it can change your life in many positive ways. So thank you again, Max, for sharing your thoughts, for your time, and keep doing what you're doing with tango music, and best of luck to you. And to all of you listeners, thank you again for tuning into Joe's Tango Podcast. If you enjoyed this program and you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, it would mean the world to me if you could go to any one or all of those platforms, leave a five-star rating, a positive comment, and remember to subscribe. It only takes a minute, but does a lot to help more people find this podcast. And of course, sharing this with your friends would also be lovely. I truly appreciate your support. And if you have suggestions for people that you'd like me to interview, or if you just want to get in touch, feel free to send me an email. You can contact me at wisconsintango at gmail.com. Once again, that's wisconsintango, all one word, at gmail.com. And you can find out more about me and my own tango classes at wisconsintango.com. Once again, that's wisconsintango, all one word, dot com. Okay, that's it for now. We'll have more shows coming to you every Monday and sometimes Fridays, but definitely every Monday. I'm Joe Yang. Talk to you again soon. Bye.